Stories podcast. Welcome back to the show. I'm Hayden Lee. How are we on episode 10 already? I know I say that every season, but it's ridiculous. Man, I remember being in New York, upstate New York, right? Being with Alan, the first guy, the first interview, episode number one, right? I remember being there and saying to him, hey man, I got this idea about a podcast. And that was back in the day. That was like over a year ago. It was maybe a year and a half ago. I think it was November time. And now we're here, finishing up season five. This is ridiculous. I don't know how it happens. Well, the procession of time, I suppose. Anyway, on to today. Dana Newman. I know, I thought it was Dana too. Dana Newman is an American expat, originally from Florida, but now living in Munich, Germany. On her YouTube channel, Wanted Adventure, she explores the cultural differences between the US and Germany and talks about the expat life and moving to a new country and all that that entails. In this interview, we talk about language, cultural differences, how Dana got to where she is, and everything in between. And for two people that are self-confessed, non-stop talkers, this interview is loads of fun and difficult to want to bring to an end. So, I hope you enjoy the story from and our interview with Dana Newman. graduating from college, I was a little lost. Okay, I was a lot lost. I did not have a clue what I wanted to do when I grew up. But I knew that I wanted some kind of an adventure. I wanted to experience more of the world and something was pulling me to Europe. Why don't you go backpacking around Europe for a few months and then come back and settle down, suggested my friends and family. Nope, not only was I being pulled toward Europe, but I was being pulled to move there. So that's what I decided to do. I packed what I could fit into two duffel bags, sold everything else at a yard sale, and bought a one-way ticket to Prague in the Czech Republic. As I'm telling it now, all of this might come across as sounding very nonchalant and easygoing, like I just knew exactly what I was doing and I was one with having no plan and following my dreams but the reality was a little bit different. Let me put it like this. I was never the type of person to meditate, but leading up to my trip, I meditated multiple times per day trying to calm my nerves. Sure, my heritage came from the Czech Republic, but I couldn't speak Czech. I had never been there before, and I didn't know a single person over there. 
Okay, this would be a good time for me to mention that I was moving to Prague from South Florida. So for this trip, I had ordered a winter jacket online, bought my very first two pairs of boots, and whatever thick-ish skirts I could find in Florida in October, and I went to the airport. I was so out of touch with cold weather and nervous about taking this step that I flew over in the plane wearing jeans with thermal leggings on under them, about five layers of shirts, my new boots, and I had my winter jacket and not one, but two scarves ready to go. I had a prepaid taxi booked to take me to my hotel, but when I went to go find the taxi kiosk, per the email instructions I had gotten, it was gone. No kiosk whatsoever. I felt my heart start pounding in my ears. What was I going to do now? How am I going to get from the airport to the hotel? I'm all alone. But then I took a deep breath and I reminded myself, it's all part of the adventure. I wanted an adventure and whatever happens, whether I spend the next five hours at the airport searching for the taxi kiosk or I have to find another way to get to my hotel, you can do this and it's all part of the adventure. Sure enough, around 7.30, a taxi kiosk magically appeared where there had before been none, and I went over and showed them my paperwork. Without any word, a man brought me outside to a big taxi van, loaded me and all of the things I owned into the van, shut the door, and walked away. <laughs> Five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes went by, nothing. Again, I started to feel those familiar anxieties churn in my stomach, but then also again, I reminded myself, it's all part of the adventure, okay. 35 minutes later, just as the windows were starting to fog up and I was beginning to wonder about oxygen levels, the driver returned and again, without any words, started the car and we were off. As we went, I leaned my very jet-lagged head against the window and let my eyes wander. Which is when I realized something was missing. Uh, where are the fairy tale cobblestone streets and gothic buildings that I'd heard would be around every corner? I searched and searched and searched only to see one gray box door after another. Oh my God. I sold everything, left everyone, and moved to another country all alone. Where are the beautiful buildings? It's all part of the adventure. 
After about an hour of that, we pulled up in front of what I can only describe as the mother of the gray box stores, the scariest, drabest high-rise building I had ever seen, that I realized once the driver got out and began unloading my stuff onto the ground would be my home for the next month. Okay, it's all part of the adventure. I paid for the whole month there up front, signed some paperwork in check that I couldn't read, <laughs> took my key, and went to my room. It smelled funny, musty, like grandma's closet, but it was okay. Had a bed and a shower and a toilet. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. I changed into some lighter clothes because apparently early October in Prague is still pretty reasonable actually, and then marched confidently toward the door. I can do this. But wait, what's that noise? I went into the bathroom and noticed that the toilet was constantly filling. Hmm, that is not a good sign. Uh, I considered telling the people downstairs at the reception, but realized the toilet is doing something weird is not a sentence the learn check in a month CD had taught me. So I decided to take the lid off the tank and investigate myself, which I realized was a bad idea when toilet water began spraying all around the room and me from a loose hose. Hmm. Okay. I guess I would have to find a way to communicate with the people downstairs after all. Five minutes of flailing hand gestures and weird facial expressions and pointing at the check word for toilet in my Czech English dictionary later. They still had no idea what I was trying to say, which is why I was so relieved when someone who spoke both Czech and English came to my rescue and translated my problem. So, with that taken care of, I walked to the nearest underground and boarded the next train that pulled into the station. The door shut and the train lurched forward, which is when it suddenly hit me like a ton of bricks. I literally had no idea where I was currently going. Not in some sort of metaphorical sense of that I didn't know where my life was headed, although that too, but in all of my nervousness and excitement, I had simply stepped onto the first train that had come my way. Okay, within a few stops, I had at least figured out in which direction the train was going, and I decided to get off where all the underground lines seemed to come together in the middle of the map above the doors. I figure there had to be something good there, right? Yes. There was something Good there. I came up out of the underground, emerging into the city center, 
And it was glorious. Everything I had been looking for on the drive to my hotel and more. I just stood there staring up in awe at the magnificent ornate buildings, the Gothic structures. I spent the day exploring those cobblestone walkways I had dreamed of, losing myself over and over again in the city. I had never before so suddenly felt in my core like I was exactly where I was supposed to be in the world in that moment and doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing. And as I gazed over the river from one of the many beautiful bridges, I told myself yet again, it's all part of the adventure. Hey everybody, this is Cody. I just wanted to say thanks so much for taking the time to listen to our show. We really appreciate that. If you want to get updates on our show or just to say hi to us, you can head on over to our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us there under Backpack Digital on each of those sites. Although for now, I actually gotta go. I watched a horror movie earlier and I need to finish boarding up the rest of my windows. Thanks for listening, everyone. Back to the show. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, how's it going? How's it going? Is it a normal Monday for you? Yeah, well, my, yes, normal Monday. Um, I mean, my days are always different. I never know what to expect. So, what is a normal Monday? <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> I feel like I should get that tattooed. That's amazing. What is a normal Monday? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. In fact, that is not a bad question. What is your normal Monday? I'm going to start using that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what is, what is, Dana, what is your normal Monday? Well, I would say for me, my normal Monday is getting things ready for Wednesday. <laughs> so, I put out a video on Wednesday and on Sunday on my YouTube channel. And so, Monday, I really have to start preparing things for Wednesday and then also preparing things a little bit for Sunday. So hopefully by Monday evening, I have my video for Wednesday complete and a, a, hopefully a little bit work on for Sunday. <laughs> my main thing for Monday. <laughs> <laughs> the entrepreneur life. They think it's all easy until you give it a go. That's <laughs> exactly. And then you realize that it's actually working all the time, but <laughs> you enjoy it. So that's good. But Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then you think about Tim Ferriss with his four hour work week and you go, what were you talking about, man? Like, exactly. It's nothing like <laughs> No. So, so whereabouts are you at the moment? You're in, you're in Munich or Berlin or? Munich. Munich. Yeah. Ah, nice. And how long have you been there? I'm asking like I don't know already. How long have you I've been, been there? <laughs> I've been in Munich for seven years now. Seven years. Mm -hmm. So I've talked to a few people recently who felt kind of compelled to go to a certain place, not having been there before. In fact, I felt it myself with a, with a number of places. And as I understand it, for you, it was, was it the Czech Republic or Europe in general? It was 
Europe in general and the Czech Republic specifically. So there's something also we, we often talk about on this show, which is the difference between traveling to or through a place and living in a place. And a previous guest said that she wanted two years in each place. Her, her kind of, her benchmark, I guess, was two years in each place. And then she could look forward to the yearly happenings, having, you know, already been through them once before and things like that. So for you, how long after living in Germany did not not how, not how long did the novelty wear off or anything, but how long did it take to almost feel like a home for you? I would say it took three years, right? Like you said, at the first year everything's new, and the second year you're sort of doing it again, but it's it's still pretty new. And by the third year, I had traditions. It was like, okay, I've done this before. I, I know how these holidays go, or I know kind of what to expect around the next corner. And so then it really felt like Munich was my home. Mm, yeah, it's kind of like, it's like the first time and the first year you're there, all the yearly things that go on are kind of new. And it, it'd be yes. the same if you were just traveling there. It'd be, this is a new thing. How crazy is this? <laughs> but um, But it's interesting that you say three years. So on the second year, is it still still kind of new or is it just a different way of looking at it? Or why three years instead of two? I don't know why three years. Um, I think, yeah, the second year I was just still trying to figure it out. Also, my German wasn't that good the second year. It really took to the third year to where I could really feel like I could make phone calls in German. I could sort of go out and do my own stuff in German and feel confident to somebody and I needed to ask some questions in German or if I met somebody and they were having a conversation in German that I could really keep up. And mm. so I think that really helped me feel at home here. And also just with reading things online, now there is a lot of information on Germany in English. But when I first moved here, a lot of the information online was in German. And a lot of the websites still are in German. Sometimes I'll come across a website and there'll be like the little German flag and then um, like a, a little sign and you can click on there to get the website in English. And sometimes I'll click it and there'll be nothing there. I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. Or they'll just be kind of like a quarter of the website is actually in English. And so I've found that if I really want all the information, then I need to understand it in German. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like, I guess it's like if you're in a place and you're not speaking the language or you don't feel com comfortable in the language, that's kind of something that signifies to yourself that you're that you're a visitor, that yes. you're kind of not belonging in a certain way, that you're yeah. just passing through. Yeah. So yeah, that language thing, it's, it really connects you to the people. You can understand the jokes. You can, you know, it kind yeah. of gets you in the culture. So did you, exactly. did you speak any German before you, before you left, before you uh, left? No, I, well, I mean, I started, you know, teaching myself a little bit, like, you know, Oh, I'll have a coffee, please. That kind of thing. <laughs> but not really. But when I got to Germany, that was for me very, very important. And the first thing that I did was sign up for uh, an intensive German language course. And I took it for two months right away. So I really, really wanted to learn German because it just, yeah, it just really made me f feel more comfortable in the country. 
Interesting. So a two month course after that course, how are you, how are you feeling about your German then? And after that, how do you carry on your learning? Is it just talking to people and, and giving it a go or do you read anything or how do you, how do you go about that? Yeah. So after the two month course, I felt pretty excited with being able to communicate what I wanted in German but I couldn't always understand what other people were saying because they would use other vocabulary. You know, I could kind of like piece together what I wanted to get across with the little vocabulary that I had. But the problem was then somebody else would answer me with vocabulary I didn't know. And I was like, uh, could you make that a little easier? <laughs> Pretend that I'm like, I don't know, four years old or something like that. What I did was just watched TV shows and watched movies that I had already seen in English and kind of knew what was going on. So that helped me. I watched those in German. And also I got uh, novels and unabridged audiobooks of those novels. And I read and listened to them together so that I was looking at the words as the audiobook was reading it to me so that I could sort of hear the words and see them written at the same time. That is genius. And Why have I never yeah, thought of that? that really helped. <laughs> no yeah. way. That is genius. Mm -hmm. I'm and that helped with the that. vocabulary. Of yeah. course, of course. Yeah, especially yeah. especially a book. I mean, you can get anything from simple vocabulary all the way up, you know, all the way yeah. up. That is genius. And I can only imagine what people were saying when you would say something in German and they would answer back because German, it's kind of, you got all the, the past participles and everything like that, where it's like, what, I put the <laughs> verb to the end and there's two verbs that make up one yes. verb? <laughs> yes, I couldn't believe it. And sometimes I'll still leave off my verb. Like I'll say the whole <laughs> sentence and I'll get to the end and be like, I know I'm forgetting something here. <laughs> but the person will be like, verb, a verb would be good. I'm like, oh, right. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, I was always the same with my, with German because you got the reflexive verbs and you have the. This is the, the most boring conversation to anyone that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't like language. But but yeah, you've got the reflexive and like you know you start with the one verb, the have or the will or anything like that, and then you yeah. put it all the way to the end, and then it's like okay, now I've got to think what verb I need. I've got to think what form it is. I've got to think what it sounds like in yeah. the past tense. <laughs> like yeah. all these things, man. But it's crazy. With, like. Um, how German has sort of the, the genitive and uh, genitive, the dative, the mm. accusative has four of those Czech, I was learning that in Prague has, I think seven, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. So when I started to learn German, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> four. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember it was the same in, I think it was Vietnam when I went there and it's like 43 vowels. What? <laughs> Something Whoa. like that. I can't remember exactly how many it is, but of course you've got all the different accents. It's a, um, what's the word? Tonal language, that's the one. It's a tonal language. And so you could say like ba or bo or bo. Mm -hmm. And like they all mean different things. I think one of them, if you say it slightly different, it's the difference between mother and cow. So you got to be really careful with that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, languages. I love languages. So it's, I don't know, it's just crossing that that cultural border. Like if you go into a shop in, in fact, I'm sure you've experienced it when you first got to Munich and you go into a shop and you say something, I bet you get a different kind of 
response than if you go in there and and confidently say it in German. Not a bad response. Not the you know not that they're they're feeling bad about you or anything like that. But it's just yeah. different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I have found that if I start the conversation in German with people in general, like in a shop, then they will often be quite friendly and and then they will answer me in English. But sometimes if I start in English, then, you know, it's a little like, oh, you're speaking English. But if I start in German, they will often answer me in English. <laughs> and even though now I can speak German, but it, it's just, yeah, it, I have found that it just, it just shows, you know, like, look, I, I have put in the effort mm -hmm. to, to learn German. So I think that kind of, yeah, shows, so shows that you care. Mm, that's exactly it. It's, yeah. it's appreciated. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. And I found as well when you're, when you're trying to speak a different language to someone in their language and they, <laughs> I've had it happen to me a few times. They answer in English, just like you were saying. And a lot of the times when it was happening to me, it's that they want to practice their English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like kind of a battle of like, no, I want to speak this language. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Now, I want to talk about the, the getting up and leaving. Now, we always get, what I mean by that is we always get messages from people that are selling everything, quitting their jobs, telling their boss where to go and just leaving the country <laughs> and going somewhere. And you, as someone who has done that, what was that like for you? Was there anything you left behind? And you're from uh, Florida originally? Yeah. Yeah. Was yes. there anything you left behind and what was that transition like for you? Um, I would say the thing that I didn't realize I was going to miss so much that I left behind was the sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like here in Germany in the winter, a gray cloud just sort of floats over the city and sits for a few months. <laughs> and now I would say I'm kind of used to it actually, mm -hmm. but at the beginning that was so hard for me. Just, I was just like, son, I need son. <laughs> and, um, of course, yeah, friends and family, but I kind of think that goes without saying. And I didn't realize how much I would miss just sort of understanding everything that was going on around me like from a cultural perspective, but also from a language perspective. Like now I can speak German quite well, but if I'm in a restaurant and there are three conversations going on around me, I can still get lost. I can, like, I can't really, I can't really listen to all the conversations at once like I can in English and kind of keep track of what's going on. So I, I can get lost if I'm not really paying attention to one conversation mm. or... Yeah, I just sometimes things will happen in my periphery and people will assume I noticed it because one would notice it in their own language, but I don't because I'm just concentrating on the one thing. So yeah, that's something that I, I didn't even know existed. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And speaking of the sun, you're talking to an, an Englishman here, so <laughs> okay. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> that gray cloud, we get it too. We get it too. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 
It's not the most fun, I've got to say. I've got to say, <laughs> whenever you're in a country, or whenever I'm in a country, rather, where it's all sunny all the time, I'm like, this, <laughs> this is how humans are meant to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But what can you do? What can you do? You make the sacrifices, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I for me, it has definitely been worth it. Like, yes, I miss the sun, but there are so many things over here that I'm so happy to have, like the architecture and the ability to walk everywhere. Oh, I love that so much. Or take public transportation. But I definitely do not miss having to drive everywhere. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I know exactly yeah, what you mean. I really like that. You can just see a city by walking around, taking the public transportation a couple stops and then walking some more. I really like that. Oh, totally. It just kind of makes it, it makes it kind of a smaller place in a way, not in a bad way, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it means you can, you can get everywhere and you've got a friend yeah. halfway across the city. Yeah, I'll go see him, you know, but if you do the, try and do that in like LA or something like that, <laughs> it's a little tougher. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of like modern day travel in a way, whereby now we have, you know, well, we've had flights and planes for ages now, but because we have these things, and I guess they're public transport as well, planes, but now we have these things, we can just take a plane to Mexico. We can take a plane to wherever, Colombia, you know, and it's kind of made the world a bit smaller in the same way as the, as yeah. the city is a bit smaller as well. That's yeah. got to be a good thing. Got to be a good thing. I've enjoyed it, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But sometimes, sometimes I do about that. Like, I find it really crazy when I fly back to the U.S. and I wake up here in Germany. And then when I go to sleep, I'm sleeping in the U.S. And sometimes <laughs> that just blows my mind. And I think about, you know, back in the day when people had to take a boat and it took a really long time, at least that felt like the right amount of time you would need to get a quarter of the way around the world or something like that. Whereas when I just wake up in Germany and then fall asleep in a bed in the U.S., it's kind of mind-blowing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Imagine what it's going to yeah. be like in 50 years. What is that going to be like? Right? Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. We can only imagine. We can only imagine. So mm -hmm. some of the... Hmm. Some of the YouTube videos that I enjoy the most of, out of all of YouTube are the ones highlighting cultural differences. What I mean by that is I recently watched one, right, on there were some people testing English humor on Americans. It was amazing. <gasps> I loved it. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yes. It was amazing. And that's that's what I love about your video videos, highlighting these differences that, that I think people would just never witness or actually even think existed in another in another country in a different country so when you started your channel was that an intention did you want to highlight these or did you start just seeing these things and just think i have to do a video on this yeah it was something like that like i just i am fascinated like you said by cultural differences i think they're so interesting and i just kept noticing them and i i mean i would tell my friends about them and they seemed pretty interested in them. And so, okay, I just, I need to tell people about them. And I kind of thought when I started the channel that, yeah, I would be telling non-Germans about these things that I'm noticing. But then I realized that also German people were interested in what I thought about 
their country or my experiences here, I guess. And so I thought that was really fascinating too. And it makes sense because I also like watching videos about people who have traveled to the US or people who are living there telling about their experiences and how they see it. So yeah, it's just all around interesting to compare different cultures and not necessarily say this is better and that's worse, but just looking at this is how it's done here and this is how it's done here. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's both sides of it because it's you being in the new place and you seeing everything that's different. And then I imagine that, you know, you lived there over there for a while. I imagine you've learned a lot about, about the States, about your home country, maybe seen things yes. in a different light. Very much. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Has it, uh, has it changed your opinion on anything? Like not in a bad way, but even, even small things that are done in the States that aren't done or are done differently. Like when you visit the States, are you all look at the size of that milk carton? That is ridiculous. <laughs> yes, <you know? laughs> yes. Like yes, definitely. Definitely. I am now surprised by that. And, um, the, the size of cars. I mean, I didn't know. I, of course, I knew that American cars were big and that Americans drive everywhere, but I didn't really know, no, until I left. And then I saw like, oh, wow, cars can also be tiny. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> and then, yeah, <laughs> that definitely... Yeah, can you imagine a smart car? Doing it the car? other way around. It's crazy. Oh, <laughs> yes, I know, right? <laughs> Man, that'd be crazy if you turned up in a smart car and it's somewhere in Miami, you know, everyone's like, what is that? That yes. is ridiculous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they're fun, yeah. man. I kind of like them. They're fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but pretty. yes, for sure, it has changed the way I see things all over the world. Has it, have you kind of adopted any things that you thought like, like this is this is a better way for me to do this. You know, like you say, for example, you're in Germany and you find something that you've been doing all your life and then you realize, oh, these people do this differently and this is actually a better way. Is there anything that you've changed? You changed your way of doing things? Does that make sense? Yes, the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? How's that? Yeah, in the US, I mean, I had a, a dryer. <laughs> I had a big dryer that took so much energy and now I discovered the hanger you could just <laughs> do you not have hangers in the u.s no <laughs> no way i didn't know that no i mean i i didn't and i didn't i mean we had a hanger but especially in south florida i mean when is it dry enough to hang stuff you're gonna hang it and it's gonna be there for five days before <laughs> it's dry point. because it's so humid but um no i don't think i'm pretty sure <laughs> That's something new to me here in Germany or here in Europe, having a hanger. And yeah, it's great. I mean, it takes less energy and you don't have to buy a dryer. <laughs> it saves yeah. money to go on trips. Oh man, I know what you mean. I remember, I, I don't know when it was. It must have been at some point during when I first left this country in, in England, I mean. And I realized that not all taps were two separate hot and cold taps. I couldn't believe that when I <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, what happens like, when you want warm? Hot, yeah. <laughs> yes. Ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. That's one thing I'd change about here, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, man. So what are your plans? For, I mean, this is quite a vague question, but what are your plans for the future? Is Germany very much your home now? Do you plan to, to go see what else is maybe in Germany, maybe a different city? Or are you settled? Or what's it like at the moment? I don't know. I don't know. Being settled always kind of scared me. <laughs> but yeah. I have been here seven years. So I think I can't deny that I've settled a little bit. <laughs> but <laughs> I've put down a few roots, you know, just a few. Like, But no, I really do like it here and feel very much at home here. And I've made friends and I, yeah, I've got a, a nice homey feeling here. So I'm not going to say that I won't ever leave. And of course, I don't know what could come in life, but I do know that I am very, very happy here right now. And so I'm not looking to leave. I'm not planning a move. Mm, well, that's perfect then. I mean, you're you're happy where you are, but if something comes along, then maybe it, that's the. I mean, that's great because it's not being closed off, you know, to something that comes along, and that's. I think that's the best way to do it. I think that is the best way to do it. That is awesome. So, for someone that wants to get up and leave and maybe go live somewhere else, what would your advice be for them? What would your main piece of advice be? Like, if if they were about to leave and then you popped up in their head and said, "Now remember <laughs> you this," you know. Okay. I would say, and this is very hard, and I'm not saying that I mastered this completely, but I would say try not to have too many expectations. Try to be open to what happens. Because I found that when I moved to Prague, I was more open with expectations. I really didn't have a plan. And it was a lot less stressful, even though it was my first move. And then when I moved to Munich, I had a plan. I wanted to move to Munich. And then it was more stressful because I had that expectation. I wanted to make that work. Whereas with Prague, I was like, okay, I'm going to move to Prague. And then who knows what will happen from there? If it doesn't work out in Prague, well, I could go somewhere else. And so if at all possible, I would say just try to keep your mind open. Mm, nice. And it goes back to what you were saying before about if something comes along, you're open to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know exactly what you mean. It's like you, you kind of, you kind of want to make plans in a way, but then you don't want to put too many restrictions on yourself. And I'm doing this right now, actually. I'm going out in July for a trip around Europe and, oh. uh, and then at first I was like, eh, you know, I'm going to go out for three months. And then I was like, hold on, that's not enough time at all. And then, mm-hmm. then So now whenever anyone asks, I just say, I don't know, it could be up to a year. I have no I'm idea. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's just being open to those things that could happen. I mean, I think you're a good example of if you're open to something that can happen, then maybe you'll, you know, come out on a good side of it. It sounds like... It sounds like good things happened in the Czech Republic and has yeah. led you to where you are now. Yes, that's true. awesome. That's awesome. So I really don't want to wrap this up. I'm having fun, but <laughs> we probably yeah. should because we were talking just before this actually <laughs> about how I cannot stop talking and yeah. you were saying the same thing. Yes, yes, definitely. There are definitely plenty of clips on my videos where I just sort of look at the camera and say, I'm going to keep talking forever, aren't I? Mm -hmm. Okay, I should wrap this up. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. 
Now, before we get on to where people can find you and this YouTube channel we've been talking about in this interview, do you have any pearls of wisdom, anything you'd like to leave our listeners with for them to think about or any any just pearls of wisdom? So you're popping into the head and going, now remember ye this, you know, mm-hmm. is there anything you'd like to leave them with? Keep an open mind to the world as you explore it, including your own home where you grew up. Ooh, That's what yes. I would say. I love that. I love that. Be open to taking on new ideas about the place where you grew up. Also, where you travel to. Keep an open mind for that. But remain flexible in your thoughts about your own home because sometimes we can get a little bit stuck or defensive, but try to keep your mind open to, yeah, changing your thoughts and and just bringing in new ideas about everything, including where you're from. Oh man, I love that. I love that. And for me, it resonates with me because for me, it was the opposite. Like I wasn't defensive about England. I, I grew up in this country, not feeling, not feeling grounded here, not feeling like I was meant to be here not feeling Ah, like I fit in yeah and so I would always have kind of a negative opinion about it like I Ah. you know I I saw what I would think is the worst of this country and you know and I had a negative opinion but then leaving it kind of made me think uh, no in fact coming back to it made me think hold on it's not that bad (laughs) that's wonderful that's wonderful I would say for me it it was not the exact opposite it wasn't anything like that but it just like we talked about my I have allowed myself to kind of form new ideas that I never had and maybe that was because of course I was younger but I didn't have those those thoughts in the U.S. and now from what I have experienced and learned about living abroad I can yeah see my own home country in just many different ways, good and bad, but just many different ways than I did before. Yeah, totally. It's like that that phrase, you can't read the label if you're inside the box. It's kind of hard There you to... go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, Love that's it. perfect. <laughs> so as I was saying before, we've got a lot of people that email us and that talk to us that do want to go and live somewhere else as opposed to travel, travel to somewhere else. And I would love to direct them to your YouTube channel because even if it's not Germany that they're going to, I think a lot of these things are universal. A lot of these things that you come across and the differences you will have the same thing in Spain, you know, not the same thing, but you will have similar experiences. And so where can people find the YouTube channel and where can people find you? Yeah. So the YouTube channel is called Wanted Adventure and it's youtube.com slash wanted adventure and on Facebook and on Twitter also Wanted Adventure. So wherever you go, just search Wanted Adventure. And yeah, on my YouTube channel, I also talk about not just the German culture and the American culture, but also my experiences living abroad and some, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say tips, but my experiences, what happened to me when, and maybe then other people can watch that. And yeah, I don't know, maybe it helps to hear of someone else's experiences. Oh, fantastic. Well, that'll all be in the show notes as well, so you guys can go check that out. Dana, thank you so much for this interview. It's so you. much fun. Yeah, really, really. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. No worries. You too. Stay inspired.
by subscribing to Travel Stories Podcast.